This week's episode is brought to you by Indie Blast Podcast Network, spotlighting the best in independent podcasting. If you are a podcaster looking for a network of other amazing podcasts, look no further than Indie Blast. We offer camaraderie of other podcasters sharing in the hustle of trying to make the best and most professional podcasts we can. By joining Indie Blast, we can help you increase your listenership by offering strength in numbers. It will also increase your chances of monetizing your podcast. As I said, there is strength in numbers, and networks provide that possibility. If you are interested in finding out more about the Indie Blast Podcast Network, go to IndieBlastNetwork.com slash contact. That's IndieBlastNetwork.com slash contact. hey Hey guys, welcome to the Tokyo Munchies Podcast. We talk about Japanese candy, snacks, chocolate. We talk about the Tokyo weather, the Japan news, walking in my garden with Kyle while sitting in the pool. Also, we talk about Ten Sucker Sports, JapanRumAndBox.com, and skateboarding Japan. So, drop by, check out our podcast, and as always, this is Kyle from Tokyo Munchies. Here, come get some. ever simpleton review podcast uh, reviews of music and movies for the simple guy with nate charlie and lamb so basically we're gonna be two gen xers and one millennial dude with a 1970s mustache bringing you the best in reviews and movies right here right now uh again yeah i'm nate wade i'm coming to you and this is gonna be a fantastic podcast charlie and lamb say hi hey guys hello hope this wow. is a fun <laughs> that's fantastic. This is going to be a great ride if that's all we get from these guys. Okay. So, <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's our first episode, right? We, we're, we're just having fun, right? It's kind of the deal. <laughs> You're having fun. I want to be professional. And some way we might meet in the middle. Hopefully. No? It'll probably be more to your side. That middle's going to get. Yeah. <laughs> my, my middle's pretty big. I mean, I, I, it can handle a lot. It's a lot of middle. Well, yes, we've talked about that many times before. I mean, not your middle, but the fact that we both have big middles. I'm not exactly sure what that means or why we just said what we said. Anyways, it's probably time to move on, don't you think? Time to move on. Yes. Okay. So our first episode, our first uh, inaugural episode, we're going to probably put this out twice a month. So the first one, we've got Beck. Uh, we're going to be talking a little bit about Beck's new album. I think it actually came out in like October of, or November of last year. Isn't that right? Yeah, sounds about right. Yeah, and uh, it's called, what is it, Hyperdrive or something like that? I can't even remember the name of it, man. Something like that. Hyperspace. Hyperspace, that's right. I'm not quite sure what that means. Is that kind of like maybe some sort of subtle call to a Scientology, or what is it? Uh, I don't know if it's necessarily that. It's it's kind of like, if you, if you, read, if you read into the lyrics and stuff, it's almost like Ecclesiastes. <laughs> oh, yeah, you think so, huh? Out and reaching out and reaching out, and there's nothing there. Oh. So it's kind of a nihilistic album. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't actually have a chance to listen to a lot of the words. I was really focusing on the music. And I'll tell you, the first sound was fun. Well, the first two songs kind of hit me kind of weird. Like, um, I think it was I think both of them are really short, 
aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. So Hyperlife and Uneventful Days, especially Hyperlife, was really, really short. I mean, it was just kind of an introduction to the album, I guess. Um, yeah. and, and I just felt like when I was listening to the album that there wasn't a lot of, um, I mean, look, we're talking about Mr. Two Turntables and a Microphone, right? We're talking about I'm a Loser Baby. And here we are with this album and it's like, hey, I'm getting old. I'm Mr. Beck, but I'm starting to push 50. So let's chill out just a little bit. Let me go grab my doobie because I'm now living in California where it's legal to do so. And let's, let's contemplate life just a little bit. Well, I think it's kind of fun because uh, he did do an even slower album. Are you serious? Oh man, really? It's like a lot of people went to the concert and they were like, <laughs> and they were disappointed. They were on the. They thought they were heading to the rave, and they and they ended up in the trance dance parties. What they happened, right? Yeah, <laughs> the chill out, the chill room. They were. They opened. Uh, I think uh, um, the Black Keys opened for. Them. So wow, that yeah. would have been okay. So if they were going slow, if Beck, Beck was slow, and the Black Keys were, that had to have been an incredibly um, strange dichotomy of music that night. Or yeah. that tour, that would have yeah, been crazy. I mean, the the I didn't actually get to go to the show, but yeah. another friend at work did, and he said it was just the the transition was really odd. Yeah, just as it went from like you know because it was early early stuff from the uh, Black Keys, so it was oh it had a lot more so like uh, heavy blues. No, before that, even I mean even before that, where it sounded more like like thirties and forties jazz. Oh dang, blues mix. So. <laughs> wow. So millennial, tell me a little bit about what you thought of the album. Um, uh, and for you millennials out there, like you, Lemuel, album, you know, we call them albums because they actually were albums <laughs> at one point. We didn't just go to our awesome Spotify or Amazon playlist and go, I want to listen to Beck and then never actually purchase or buy the album. I mean, listening to a record. Oh, there's another word that y'all don't know if you're under 30. Listening to a record was a it was an experience. Am I right, Charlie? It wasn't just something you just didn't pop it in. And okay, that's another concept that you guys don't even understand. Popping a record in or, or a tape into it. I'm just using all these strange words. I mean, you, you just like click a play button. But no, back in the day, we used to put the tape or the record, you know, we put it on and we listened to it. All right. And I know you want to say something, Lem, but give me one second. We listened to it and we, we popped out the the cover of the of the record and we listened we looked at the artwork we read the lyrics we heck i was such a nerd i even looked and see, you know saw who produced it who did the background vocals for it what kind of drummers and you know guitarists on it and uh, heck i even wanted to know where what uh, recording studio it was recorded at that's how much of a nerd i was when i was looking at record labels uh lem you have this look on your face like you're you're full of consternation like you must be sad or mad that i'm insinuating that you don't know what a record is no, we brought it back, remember? We thought they were cool, so we had vinyls again and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> yeah, and you can only buy cassettes at a lot of the indie shows now because, <laughs> you know, they're they're all worried about their stuff getting stolen. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's a good point. I mean, yes, you guys did bring it back, but... Um... Typical thing, like, every, like, five or ten years. Yeah, that's true. Like, punk, punk band started releasing vinyl back in, like the like, late 80s, early 90s. Which, yeah. uh, at the time CDs broke out, they went backwards to records just to just to make a statement. Yeah, you know, actually, who I think I kind of credit a lot to uh, for bringing back the LP, the record. I credit um, uh, Jack White and Third Man Records. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. yeah, I think he was big and very influential in bringing back the LP. 
Well, in fact, means- I think I think he started, or at least uh, uh, helped one of because when when Jack White started making his records again, there was really only one vinyl press company in this entire country. Yeah, everything everybody else was out of business, but now it's booming again, like you guys said. And there's a few companies around the 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 country that are are starting to make LPs again. So, but the, but the price of LPs are crazy astronomically large. You know what I mean? You go buy a record, it's going to cost you 20 bucks at least. But a lot of the records are usually like special editions. So you end up having to pay like 30 bucks or 40 bucks for them, you know, because it's going to be like 10 pounds. That we only sing in Japan once. Yeah, right. I mean, because they're given, I mean, they're given all kinds of crazy stuff in these records. They're giving you the record. They're giving you, you know, a really cool booklet with a lot of arts. They might give you their birth certificate, perhaps a blood sample. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff in there. You don't know what they're going to give. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So, well, anyways, back to Mr. Beck. Uh, it's time to heckle him a little bit. We're not talking about Glenn Beck, by the way. We're talking about Beck. I don't actually know what his real name is. Anybody yeah, know what his real name? I'm Beck, too, if we want. Uh, I don't remember. I did remember seeing it in a documentary because uh, he's got, you know, I believe Jeff Beck is his dad. But I think hmm. that his, mo- his mom was one of the actresses that Andy Warhol had. He, she was one of the factory girls for Andy Warhol. Oh, yeah. So, He's got a rich like art and music history. Hmm. So when look, I, I, you know, listening to the record, listening to the album, whatever you want to call it, the electronic ones and zeros. Um, <laughs> I didn't really connect with it until the first fast song, which was, which one was it? It was like um, chemical or die waiting or something like that. No, it's, it's a lightning. Yeah. It had a, that was the first one that had actually any, yeah, like uh, upbeatness to it. And I was like, okay, now this sounds a little bit more like Beck. I mean, really, I felt like most of the songs, uh, uh, like he was living in a geriatric ward. Well, they kind of remind me of, uh, because I've seen him like working on collaborations with David Byrne. Yeah. And kind of, uh, I don't know, I was getting a little bit of vibe from David Byrne and a little bit of uh, uh, Moby. So it, Moby <clears throat> talking heads. So. Yeah. I, 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 under, I heard that. I, I really did hear the David Byrne and the talking heads influence on there. I'm not sure. Sure. I heard the Moby influence. I mean, it definitely is synth driven. Most of it. Um, it's, there's not a lot of guitar work and stuff that he's famous for uh, on this, on this album. And I, I just don't know. I, I don't know if I, I clicked with it very much. It just, it, it all sounded the same for the most part to me. It just really wasn't a lot of sonic difference on, on the songs. Lemuel, what do you think? It was a good album to clean to. I listened to the whole album like two or three times while I was cleaning the other day. Cleaning? Wow. Yeah. So did, did your house actually get cleaned? For a little bit. It didn't stay that way, I'll tell oh. you that. <laughs> I'm just checking. I just, you know, anyway. I mean, you took that picture of your computer the other day, and I just couldn't help but notice what was in the background of it. <laughs> hey, so for those of you who don't know, anyways, this millennial in this bunch here um, is my son. And so he has been trying to be on my quote-unquote radio stations since he was a little kid. And now he actually has his chance. I hit, I hit him up about two weeks ago and said, hey, do you want to do a podcast? And he said, uh, is Napoleon short? And so we decided to do a podcast. <laughs> what was that, Charlie? Heck yes, he is. Yeah. And of course, Charlie and I, we have some, we have some history together. Some good, some <laughs> bad. But we won't go talking about the bad stuff here. But 
we did this thing back in the day we called Canate Radio. So for those of you who listen to my other podcast, Everyone Has a Story, you always hear me talk about my email address and my Twitter handle, which happens to be Canate Radio, K-N-A-T-R-D-O. If you want to find out more about what Canate Radio is, you can hit up, I think you can go check out my podcast. I can't remember what episode it was. It was like episode 30 or something. I actually talked about what Canate Radio was. So basically, Charlie, um, who actually has the, 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 the pleasure and the, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Just the, the magnoni, magnomi, mag, whatever I talk for a living. Um, he has, <laughs> he has the pleasure of being the very first interview I ever did on my other podcast. So if you want to listen to that podcast, go listen to that. It's a fantastic story. Um, he, and to this day, he's still the number one listen to podcast I've got on that uh, podcast over there. So you're in the top 10, dude. Man, that's weird. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> it is. It's awesome. And I've interviewed some pretty interesting people and some, I guess you could say, fairly popular. <clears throat> popular people. My voice is giving out. <laughs> <laughs> I have to mute the microphone. Please talk amongst yourselves. Yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, we haven't been you know it's, it's when he's hiding under the desk. It's a bad deal. <laughs> 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 you don't want to know what I'm doing under the desk. That's the thing. Well, as long as there's no cat hairball thing or something like that, we're good. You know, I didn't understand what you just said, and I probably don't want to. All right. <laughs> so, anyways, uh, where what was I saying? Oh, Lemuel. Yes, Lemuel. What was your overall impression of the album? You said you liked it because you were cleaning. Well, it took me a couple of listens to actually like most of the songs. Like you said, the song that I resonated first with was the one that sounded most like some of his original stuff, like Loser and stuff. But mm. everything else was just kind of like, I had to push myself to listen to it a second time just so I could yeah. actually get into it. Yeah, I think my, my, my favorite album of Beck is probably Odile. And uh, it's, it's, it's such a far cry from Odile. It's, it's almost a totally different style altogether. Yeah, um, I think my favorite album is probably Modern Guilt, which has a little bit more of this tone, but uh, it steps. It still has like its dance steps to it, but it's a, a lot more laid back and a little bit more thoughtful in the way he's kind of like put put everything together. Yeah, but it's definitely not the raving styles and <laughs> the what styles? The the raver styles. Something gotcha. that you're up and down to. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, uh, I, I think we've probably beat Beck with a dead horse, and he probably enjoyed it. Uh, so let's figure out <laughs> – sorry, that was a terrible joke. Um, let's give our ratings for this. Let's just do star ratings, okay? I mean, I don't know. On my blog, I used to do nadies. We can do nadies if you want. I mean, instead of stars, but you want to just stick with stars? Yeah, either way. Yeah, either All right. Way. Let's do stars. Let's do five stars. So out of five stars, Charlie, what would you give this new Beck album? I'd give it a three. Okay. Let me know. A three. A three. Okay. I'm going to be a little tough on him. Um, I'm going to give him a two because like I said, I just, I couldn't click with it. I listened to it a couple of times and I just, maybe I was, maybe I wanted something more than the melancholiness that it offered. But um, and the lyrics were good, and, and it's they're well crafted songs. There's still definitely professionalism there. I just didn't feel it, you know. I just didn't feel the vibes, I guess, or what he was trying to throw out there to us all. 
So a two it is, a two it is. All right. <laughs> okay. Well, this has been the first ever Simpletons Review podcast featuring Nate, Charlie, and Lamb. This is Nate. And I'm Charlie. This is Lamb. Saying see you next time as we probably will review a movie. So long. Podcast Network.